time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. I've been thinking a lot about time. In fact, today we're talking about time. Time as the most precious commodity Part of the reason I've been thinking about that is because I've recently lost a dear friend of mine. He would have been 84 this December. This is a guy who lived a well-lived life, a full life of meaning and purpose, a full life of, of interesting things, interesting events. And this is a guy who, when he was 19, went into the Air Force as an enlistee and became an officer and rose through the ranks to become a lieutenant colonel before he retired from that. And at that point, he went to seminary and prepared to be a pastoral counselor and served others as pastoral counselor for a number of years until he finally retired not too long ago. In fact, he was a chaplain for a church uh, and just about a year or two years ago when he was continuing to serve in ways that brought healing and and meaning to people around him. He lived a life of meaning, and I think part of the reason because he knew where he came from. He'd had a rough childhood, and he lost his first wife in a very tragic accident, but he continued his life and met a new love and went through a process of raising his kids in the midst of this group grief of losing a wife and reestablishing his life. And through it all, he filmed himself to be feel very fortunate. And I always would ask him, how are you doing? And he would say, marginally magnificent. And that was the way he lived. He understood how important time was. He understood how important it was to invest your time in where you think it's most important. Time is this very interesting concept. It's experienced very differently for people. Einstein talked about the theory of relativity of time, and and we, we can use it kind of as a metaphor because how we think about time you know, some days seem like they go on forever and then other days seem to fly by. And when I've talked with parents, you know, I've realized that that parenting time, the days can crawl by as you're dealing with all the struggles and the difficulties of raising a child, only to find that the years are flying by and suddenly the time has passed. And sometimes we, we let time fly by us without recognizing how precious that time is. This immutable law that we're talking about today is that time is the most precious commodity. You see, we all have this expiration date and none of us know what our expiration date is. And so it's kind of hard to decide just how precious time is. And because of that, sometimes we forget to treasure it as much as we ought to. Sometimes we forget that the important metric is how we spend our time. Think about that, that, you know, how you spend your money is one thing, but how you spend your time, how you give your time to different things, different activities, different distractions, how you give your time to the world. That's how you spend that commodity. What you're doing is spending your time throughout your life, finally arriving at a place where you've spent out of your time and, and the time is up. You've spent it and looking back, wondering how you might have spent it. There's a myth about time that I just want to get rid of, and that is that time is money. I've heard that so many times. People will say, oh, I'm I'm headed off to work, so, you know, got to go. Time is money, and time is not money. Yet we act as if it is. We act as if what we need to do is spend our time making money. And yes, it is true 
that if you are working on an hourly wage, there is an equation that somebody has said, your time is worth this amount, but you don't have to buy that. You don't have to get pulled into that because there's always money to be made, but there's no way to make more time. There's always ways of finding more wealth and more stuff, but you can't do the same with time. There's only so much time and you can't buy it back. I've talked with enough people at the end of their lives who have wondered whether they they spent their time, they they paid out their time the way that they wanted to. It's interesting that when I've talked with these people, and I've talked with many people as a chaplain, who were facing that end time of their life, and not one wondered why they hadn't spent more time at work. Not one wondered why they hadn't spent more time on the computer or hadn't spent more time doing some activity. Everyone wondered if they had spent enough time with their loved ones, spent enough time investing back in the world, giving back to the world, making an impact in the world. Unfortunately, a lot of times we forget that until we get to that point. We don't have the constant daily reminders of what's coming. I have a different perspective on this because a number of years back, I believe it's been about 12, 14 years ago, I got sick. And I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because it made a difference on the back end for me. I got very sick. It started out as a little bug. I'd been working on a video production. And, you know, if you've ever done video production, they twist you into the most awkward positions trying to get the best camera shot. I'm 6'4". And so they had me twisted and contorted around this chair for a whole weekend. We were doing 16-hour days to get this taped. By the end of it, I was in a pretzel. Come Monday, my hips started hurting, and I thought, well, that's just because of of being in that cramped position. But I noticed that as the week began to progress, the pain was creeping up my back and down my legs, and I was becoming more and more achy and more and more tired. And I kept saying, well, I'm just I'm just exhausted, just tired from this. But slowly, I realized that I was having something else go on, and I began to take more and more ibuprofen until I was maxing out my daily dosage trying to feel better. All I was doing was managing to drag myself through the day. I was spending my time trying to make do at work so that I could make sure I was still still supporting my family, and then I would come home and be exhausted on a heap, unable to do anything else, day after day. A couple of weeks passed by, and my wife said, you've got to see a doctor. So I went to see the doctor. The doctor said, oh, I just think maybe you have a virus, and sent me on my way. And then I kept getting worse. And I kept getting worse until I was barely able to function at work. Finally, on the third encounter with a doctor, my doctor put the pieces together and realized that I had a life-threatening illness, referred me to a specialist. The specialist, by the time I could get in with the specialist, was four months later. And by that time, this life-threatening illness had burned through, but not before We got the phone call from the doctor, and I remember I was lying on the couch, pretty much unable to move, and my wife was talking to our doctor, who told my wife that I was headed for 100% disability and eventual death. He told my wife that we needed to begin to plan for that. We didn't know how long it would be, but we needed to begin to plan for my continued decline and eventual death. If there's anything that will catch your attention, it's hearing that. 
As I began to pull myself out of it, what I realized was I was not spending the time the way I wanted to. I had been giving up my time on projects that weren't important to me. And I'd been shuffling off projects that were important to me, like how to build a thriving life. That's why we're here today, partly why, because I decided that I wanted to figure out how to help other people thrive in their daily life. I also realized that as much as I'd been studying resilience and how to thrive and how to be at peak performance, I was not at my peak. So when I began to get better, and I remember being with a specialist, and the specialist looked at me and said, well, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is you're going to survive this. The bad news is over the next little bit, you're going to wish you didn't survive it because you've got an acute case of this. And because of that, you're going to survive, but it's going to be miserable. And he was right. As we moved through the misery, as I moved through the pain, as my body began to recover, I realized that I had to change some pretty major things in my life. I had to begin to take care of my body. I just dragged my body around, assuming that it would be there whenever I wanted it to be. And I realized I had to do something else. And so I began to rebuild my life, to try to build in a thriving life. And I came to think of the time after that illness as my bonus time. The reason I came to think of it that way is because I never thought I would have it. When the doctor said, you're going to die, I took that in. I believed that I had some amount of time left. It wasn't going to be immediate. But I believed that I was going to be leaving my children way too young. And I was going to be leaving my wife way too soon. I didn't want that. But I recognized that I had no choice in the matter about how this timed out. That there were some things beyond our control. For the most part, we rarely get much say-so over when all of this ends. We rarely get to pick our expiration date. So in some ways, we can always think about the bonus time that every day we're given is a bonus time. It's a new time, a new opportunity to decide how we're going to spend it. It certainly is the case for me. As I've begun to function around my life and look at how I want to form my life, I believe strongly in that bonus time that I've been giving that I spend my time the way it's important. Not just to frivolously give it away, not just to lose it to mindless activities or things that don't matter, but to really be a part of how I spend my time, to be intentional about how I spend my time. My lesson came because somebody really told me, you could be at the end of your life. We can all choose to take that message in without having to wait for a doctor to say, something's happening and you only have this much time. So the question is how you do decide to spend your time. Time is the most precious commodity. That's the immutable law of life. Here's how we break that law. The first way is that we never ponder our time, and so we mistreat it. You can kind of think about this in terms of money. If you've ever noticed that if you're not intentional about your money, it'll disappear. I call it the gas law of money. Whatever money is coming into the household, unless you're intentional about it, the bills will expand to take in all of that money. And it's the same with your time. Unless you're intentional about your time, all the activities will expand to take it all away from you, to take away your time, to eat into your time, and other people eat into your time because we never ponder how our time should be, what we want out of that time, how we want to 
spend that time. So we mistreat the time. The second way is that we spend time on little that truly matters. Kind of related to the first one. If you don't ponder it, you're probably not going to choose the ways you would really want to spend it. So how we spend our time, I do love that phrase, how we spend our time, how we give it away. We have to decide, are we giving away too cheaply? Maybe we're holding on to it too tightly, but for the most part, I think we give it away too cheaply, that we spend our time in activities that really matter little. We might spend our time just kind of going through the day, allowing the time to pass, waiting for the next thing to happen, maybe just waiting for that next stage to happen, not enjoying this stage. That's true whether it's parenting or work or, or anything else that we can spend a lot of time waiting to get to that next level so we can finally enjoy the time, only to realize that the time is slipping away, that we're giving it away as we go. We're spending that time without recognizing it. So how do we turn this around? Well, I think there are two easy ways to turn this around. I'm hoping that the that there's a piece here for you that you just go, wow, I really do need to be intentional. And you may already be intentional. But can you be more intentional? So how do you get back in? Well, number one, Stephen Covey had a great phrasing, always begin with the end in mind. And the beginning is always right now. Where do you want to get to? Start with that end in mind. Where do you, what do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to be in your life? How do you want to spend the time to get there? That can change it a lot for people because sometimes we find ourselves in a dead-end job or a stuck place in our life or not really attending to the important things. And if we decide to look at the end in mind, where do we want to be? How do we want to end? Then it changes how we're going to get there. Having just come off of this wonderful memorial service where we talked about what a great person my friend was. I realized that he had the end in mind. He knew what he wanted to do in the world, and he set out to do it, spending his time getting there. Even if it took a lot of effort, he spent his time. After making it all the way through the military, all the way through as lieutenant colonel, he left and became a student again, and he spent years building his skills to be a caring person for those in skilled ways, to help them heal their hurts in life. He decided to spend some of his time preparing for his second career. And then he spent his second career being a healer, helping those in difficult times move to a better place. He spent time building relationships and maintaining relationships and nurturing relationships. He chose how he wanted to move through life, never knowing where the end might be, but sure that he wanted to do that. So the first way is to start with the end in mind. And the second way is to treasure your time as you are spending it. Treasure your time as you are spending it. Because when you do that, if you're treasuring this day to think, how am I spending this day? It changes the equation. I don't know what it will change for you. But whatever activities you do, you'll be more clear about how you're choosing to spend that day, how you're choosing to treasure that time, to make that time the commodity it really is. You see, time truly is the most precious commodity. You get to choose how you're going to spend it. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life.
listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.